You're listening to the Centre Church Podcast. We hope you enjoy this message recorded live from our Burgess Hill campus. Today, um, we're going to look at a bit of an obscure passage of Scripture. Um, hidden in the middle of genealogy. How many of you enjoy reading genealogy in the Bible? I see <laughs> one hand. Any other hands? Any other takers? Oh, there's two hands. Two hands. That's fantastic. We honor you. <laughs> my, uh, my mother-in-law loves genealogy. And uh, you, if you make the danger around the dinner table of bringing up genealogy with my mother-in-law, she gets really excited. She gets out her Bible, as does her mother, so Donna's grandmother. And uh, suddenly you're, in, you're very entwined in this kind of discussion about whoever was great-grandfather, this person. And it's really exciting. I find it really fascinating. <laughs> Yeah, that's not sarcasm. Um, anyways, in 1 Chronicles, we have all of these, this, this story of, of all of these people who come from so-and-so. And, and uh, it's really exciting to, to read through names upon names upon names upon names of people you don't know um, and struggle to kind of uh, pronounce. And then in 1 Chronicles chapter 4, out of nowhere, we have Jabez. Many of you have, I'm sure, heard of Jabez. Uh, there's been books written on Jabez. Um, but he's, he's a bit of a diamond in the rough because all around him, there's really no honorable mention of anyone. And then in 1 Chronicles chapter 4, verse 9, we suddenly come upon Jabez. And the, the, suddenly there's just this glimpse of a story in the midst of all this, uh, this um, chronological... Um, chron- Genealogy, genealogy, struggling, okay, focus Tyler, Jabez, so here, let's read the story, Uh, and it's only two verses, so not a long story, it says this, Jabez was more honorable than his brothers, his mother named him Jabez, saying, I gave birth to him in pain, so what does his name mean, pain, what a great name, what a great name my mother could name a child. Pain. Jabez cried out to the God of Israel, Oh, that you would bless me and enlarge my territory. Let your hand be with me and keep me from harm so that I, may be, I will be free from pain. And God granted his request. What, a, what an amazing story. One of the things that was going against Jabez is that he had a box around his life from day one. Something was spoken over him saying, you are pain. Was pain his fault? Was it his fault that his mother faced pain in childbirth? Absolutely not. But every time his name was called out, every time it was dinner time and mom shuttered out the the door, you know, pain, it's time for dinner. Pain, have you made your bed this morning? Pain, it would have been this resounding emphasis of who he was. He was pain to everyone. And it's funny how words and defining words can be spoken over our lives, can hold a boundary over who we think we are. It's interesting how even one word from one person can stick with us for the rest of our life. And we hold on to that as that's who I am. I'm pain. I'm, I'm worthless or I'm a, I was a mistake or I'll never account to anything. 
It even can be an experience maybe that has left us feeling worthless or even dirty or violated. These words or experiences can become this defining box that suddenly all that we would otherwise have hoped for and dreamed for and kind of dreamed the big dream for our lives, we're kind of we're bound by this, this, these, the, these ideas or these things that have been spoken or happened to us. And they, they live to, to create this glass ceiling above our lives. And it's interesting is the things that, we, that have been spoken over, over our lives and the things especially that we accept are the very words that the enemy used to imprison our lives. And so when God says, you know, I've got a plan and a future for you, I've got a hope for you, I've got purposes for your life, you know, I, I got great things I want to do through you. It's these other things that actually say, no, 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 but that's, that's not who you are because you are pain. You are this. You are that. You are. And so you could read in scripture all the things that are the promises of God. You can look at all that God has provided for us and you think that's really great on the paper, but that doesn't apply to me because I'm this. This is my box. This is, and you might not even necessarily consciously think it. But subconsciously, it's deep down there, this understanding of what has been placed over your life as a cloak, saying you will only be this. Jabez stepped into the world as pain. A lot of people step into the world as a mistake or as other situations, things again that weren't in their control. We don't choose the family that we're born to. Wouldn't that be great if God gave us that selection process? This is a nice, stable family with parents that will really love you. And this is a completely messed up family. Which one would you like to be a part of? Well, as children, I think we would want to be part of the the stable environment. We don't have that choice, do we? We're born into a circumstance that sometimes is not in our control. And we we have our formative years in, in a context that all sorts of things could be happening around us that we're not in control of. And yet those things, as we become adults, become the very things that limit our lives in becoming all that God wants us to become moving forward. And so Jabez is this person who lives in this context. And somewhere along the lines, he makes a choice. And he called out to the God of Israel, it says. Jabez chooses to not let his plight of what's been spoken over him control his, his, his destiny of what God has for him. He calls it, he makes a choice, and you know what? I am not wanting to be pained the rest of my life. I don't want this to be my destiny. He sets his sights upon the one who can make all things new, right? He called upon God for something different for his life. And I believe you and I here today can do the same. We're not bound by our past. Can I tell you that? In Jesus, we are not bound by our past. Those words, those lies, those circumstances, those events that have happened in our lives don't need to dictate our future. Just like for Jabez, he chose to call out to God. Now, was Jabez himself able to bring the change? I would say no. It isn't a matter of just saying, okay, let's guys, let's start doing positive thinking about ourselves. It goes beyond that. You see, Jabez called out to God because I believe for real heart change, to, to really move beyond where we're at, when it's so ingrained into our thinking, we need the work of the Holy Spirit in us. You and I can't do it on our own. We, we can't just change how we see ourselves when from birth or from childhood, maybe something has been said over our lives that's kept us the way we are. We need God's help. But Jabez makes this choice, and you know what, God? I'm calling out to you. He cried out to the God of Israel. And he has this prayer. And here's this prayer. It says, Oh God, 
Oh, that you would bless me and enlarge my territory. Let your hand be with me and keep me from harm so that I will be free from pain. I want to just look at some of these three things that he prays for. He starts off with praying blessing and increase. Do you know God's blessing and favor can, can, can break the curses over our lives? He was praying in the face of this curse that was upon him, being labeled pain. He says, God, would you bless me? And would you increase my life? Would you increase what you could do in my life? Would you break that ceiling that is over me right now? Would you bring the increase? You know, the best way to break something, a bottle, is if you overfill it. If you compress it with so much inside that it has to break through. Right? When God comes and blesses, when He comes and enlarges, when He comes and increases in our lives, He helps us break through what would otherwise be holding back and keeping in. God wants us just not just to kind of barely get through life, but He wants to bring increase. He wants us to step outside the boundaries that maybe have been put upon our lives and, and extend those tent pegs beyond that, that we would become who He wants us to be. He boldly prayed for God's favor upon his life. You know, I think sometimes, again, if there's an element of shame or there's a there's an unworthiness upon our lives, you know what? I, I, I believe what we see in Scripture is we can pray that God would bless us. You might not feel worthy of it. Can I tell you, in Jesus, you are worthy. And we can say, God, would you bless my life? Would you increase in me what, what, you, what you want in me? Would you bring increase? of your spirit, of all that you have for us. I, I believe in the power of praying for God's favor. And it's something I do on a regular basis for myself and for our family. God's favor would be upon our lives. There's a passage in, 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 um, in Psalms that says, your favor surrounds us like a shield. And I believe we can pray for God's favor upon our lives. In the things that we're facing, in the things that we're going through, God, would your favor be upon me in what I'm going through? I don't want to live with, with, with a, a box. I don't want to live with shame. I don't want to live with unworthiness. But God, would your favor be upon my life? Would your blessings come upon my life? It's a prayer that he prayed. And you know, he prayed it in a circumstance where he didn't have it yet. And that's where faith comes into the picture. When we ask God, it isn't, that, you know, I think sometimes we wait for life to change and then we will pray those kind of prayers. But you know what? He prayed it in pain. He prayed that God would free him from the pain, but he prayed for the blessing and the increase that happened while he was in the circumstance he was in. And you and I can do the same. We can say, God, in the circumstance I'm in right now, in how I feel, in all that is going on in my life, God, would you bless me? It was a bold prayer. And his blessing and his increase can be on every area of our lives. I believe when God blesses, it isn't just in one area, but it's in our relationships. It's in our walk with Him. It's our, our work results. It's our finances. It's our family. It's our calling. It, it can go on and on. We see even Jacob wrestled with God. What did he say? I won't let you go until you bless me. I believe God does want to bless us. But it's a choice, I think, that we can make saying, I choose not to be the victim. But God, would you bless my life? Would you help me to overcome? Would you increase in me so much that no longer these things have a hold on my life? That we would break through. God wants to bring a breakthrough spirit in you. 
bring that blessing. But he also prayed that God's hand would be with him. Jabez prayed that God would be, uh, that his will would be done in him and through him. This was really a prayer of surrender. Let your hand be with me. It's like a prayer of the potter, sorry, the, the pot and the potter saying, God, your will be done in my life. Jabez wanted God to direct his life. Your hand be with me. Your hand guide me. And so in this, this, this concept, we say, God, would you increase? Would you bring all that you, you have for my life? But would you also um, direct me? Would you, would you do what you need to do for my life? Significant changes happen in our lives when we completely surrender to the hand of God. When we completely say, God, your will be done in me. Maybe right now you can look at your life and say, I'm a bit of a mess. But you know what to say? I'm pot. You're the potter. God, your will be done in me. Your hand in my life. However you want to shape me or mold me. God, I surrender to you. It's very much the same as your will be done. Your kingdom come. We give God the permission to change us into what he's called us to be. And sometimes this isn't always an easy process. And sometimes it can even be painful. But it's always worth it. It's always worth it when we say, God, I bring my brokenness. I bring my pain. I bring all that I've got to you. And I say, God, your hand be with me. You, 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 you mold in me what you want. But I give you all the pieces. I, I give you all the bits of my heart. I, I, I give everything to you. Would your will be done in me? You know, it's a powerful prayer. And it's a powerful thing that we can do. But in that, God brings us into a, a place of, of molding and changing. And a, a change of si- uh, mindsets and change of attitudes. And all sorts of things can start to happen when God is in control. But the problem is, I think often when we come through pain or we come through hurt, is we try to hold on to the bits of our heart because we don't want to be hurt again. We don't want anyone into that space of our lives. And so because of that, we, we can have certain barriers up. And yes, we give God our lives. And yet there's bits of a heart we keep to ourselves. And yet Jabez somehow understood that in order for him to break through the pain, he needed to give God. God's hand needed to be a part of every part of his life. He, he needed to give God free reign. We can ask that God would do bless us and and, and move in our lives, but he also needs to work with all of our lives. And it's something that I think is a, is a challenge for us. And it's a challenge for me to keep coming back to that place of saying, God, I give you all that I am. The third thing he prayed was to keep him from evil, from harm. It says, let your hand be with me. Keep me from harm or from evil so that I will be free from pain. In a sense, it was very similar to the Lord's prayer that says, deliver us from evil. The strength to overcome sin, the, 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 the power um, to, to move beyond the things that would even hold us back in, in the choices we make. And so again, when we're born into a certain environment and born into circumstances that aren't our choosing, sometimes that can lead then to us living a life that is not honoring to God either. And so Jabez says, you know what? I, I keep me from harm, keep me from evil, so that I, I actually make the right choices myself. That I, I do the right thing, to make the right choices for where you're calling me to be. 
Each one of us have a choice. We can't choose what our parents do. We can't choose what other people do. But we can choose what we do. He was in a sense also in keeping him from harm. It was the strength to overcome sin. But it was also the protection from the enemy. We have the full armor of God. We see this in Ephesians. We, we, we can resist the enemy. We see this in James 4, 7. That when we humble ourselves before Christ. Humble ourselves before God. When we submit to him. He helps us then to resist the enemy, right? He gives us, he keeps us from harm. When we give way to both of these things, we will then not cause pain to ourselves, but also we won't cause it to others. And he was saying, you know what? I, I, my prayer is this, that you keep me from harm so that I will be free from pain. He himself be free from pain, but also being someone who gives pain. Can I tell you, when we are walking in the center of God's plan for our lives, and we're not giving way to sin, and we're not allowing the enemy to wreak havoc in our lives, can I say we ourselves walk in the cocoon of being freed from that pain of, of bad choices, or bad uh, ourselves being, um, yeah, creating victims through our lives. To break the cycle, that actually we, we show what love is, we show what his his faithfulness is all about. Jabez didn't want to cause pain. He didn't want him that, that what was spoken over his life to then be what he projects to others and what he himself lives in. That he'd be free from pain. Allowing sin or, or even allowing wrong thoughts keeps us from living God's best for us. And the answer is we bring it all to the cross of repentance. We, 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 we bring it all to Him. We change the directions. We take hold of Christ. And in response to this prayer of, God, would you bless? Would you enlarge? Would your hand be on me? Would you keep me from harm so I wouldn't be free from pain? You know what we see is the last line of this, this whole verse. It says, and God granted His request. What an amazing statement. God granted His request. What does that mean? Is that mean God did these very things? God blessed him. He enlarged his territory. He, God, God's hand was upon him and God kept him from living a life of pain. That's what it meant. God granted him that he actually lived in this place of, of the promise. God has something for you and me. And we see actually at the very beginning, in verse 9, it says, Jabez was more honorable than his brothers. You see, God granted him his request, but he also set him apart from his brothers. The Bible says that for whoever exalts himself will be humbled, and whoever humbles himself will be exalted. And it isn't being exalted for that sake. But when God does something in our lives, we stand apart. If mom was like that for Jabez, I'm sure mom was like that for the other brothers as well. Do you not think? Often, it isn't just one child in the family that have issues, but actually, the whole family could have issues. But God did something in Jabez. Jabez didn't live the curse. He was more honorable. He stood out from his brothers. Why? Because he humbled himself before God. And God raised him up and set him apart above everyone else in his family. He will do the same for us. God wants to exalt your life if we humble ourselves to Him. In a room of this size, 
this many people, we all have different stories. And maybe you can relate to Jabez in different ways. I don't know. But can I tell you that God has the final word over your life? God has the final say as to who you really are. The enemy is out to steal, kill and destroy you. He wants you to live second class. He wants you to live subpar. He, he wants you not to live in the fullness that God has for you. And he'll use whatever means possible. Do you know, the enemy is at work in a person's life right from childhood. He doesn't wait till they reach the age of accountability. Do you know that? The enemy is out to steal from the very beginning. But you know what? God is out to redeem. Jesus is out to set free. He's out to change destiny, out to change direction. God is out to rewrite the story. You know, the Bible says all our days are written in his book before one of them comes to be. Do you know what? I can tell you that God has a good end of the story for your life. He is a great punchline for how it all turns out. But you need to follow his storyline. The enemy also has a story that he's written for your life. And it's despair, it's destruction, it's regret, it's, it's filled with pain, it's filled with hurt. But you know what God said? I, I've come to redeem you from that. I've come to set you free from that. I, I, I want you to live a different life. And it's our place, I think, what we, all, the thing, all that we need to do is make a choice. In what we're going through, in what we face, in what we feel deep in our hearts, and maybe you felt it your entire life, in that place, we can call out to God. And we can make a choice saying, God, would you increase in me? Would you become greater in me? Would you increase my territory? Would you bless me? Would your hand be upon my life? Would you set me free from this stuff? I believe those kind of heart prayers of surrender and calling it to God, I believe God hears those cries. And how he then works things out is up to God. But when we're in the potter's hands, when we're in his hands, you know, he will always make something beautiful out of marred clay. And maybe you look at your life saying, I'm, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a marred clay, I'm, I'm a marred pot. Do you know what? That's God's speciality. He takes diamonds in the rough all the time. That his glory would be manifested through your life. That he would be exalted through your life. Do you know what? Sometimes I think we, we have a perception that we have to be good enough for God. Somehow we need to clean our lives up. We need to somehow get this sorted and then come, to, come before the Lord. You know what? It's in that we come before the Lord. It's in that feelings, in that state that we find ourselves. It's in that moment that we say, God, would you come? I turn to you. I choose to not let this be my future. Today is really about a choice. It isn't about trying to be more positive thinking about yourself. It's about choosing to say, God, I won't let you go until you bless me. Jacob wrestled with God. God humbled him in that process, but he wrestled. He said, I won't let you go until you bless me. I, I won't let you go until you enlarge my territory. Really, Jacob had a very similar prayer. And something was broken in Jacob. Something was set free in Jacob that night that he wrestled with God. And I believe there's some in this room that need to wrestle with God, that they need to bring these things 
maybe deep-rooted things in your heart, you need to bring them before God. Wrestle with Him. Let God bring the breakthrough. God has something great in store for you. I guarantee that. But He requires that He has all the pieces of your heart. He requires that we surrender to Him. He requires that we call out to Him. God is calling you this morning to look up. And I think often, you know, you look at uh, often people who are in shame or don't think good of themselves. They look down. Their posture looks down. But you know what? God is calling us this morning to look up. To stretch up and say, God, I'm going to look up. I'm not going to look down. I'm not going to think down upon myself. I'm not going to look in this way. But God, I'm choosing today to lift my head up to who you are, to where you're at, to who you're calling me to be. I'm going to choose to look up, to stretch up. I think Jabez's brothers kept looking down. But Jacob said, no, I'm going to look up. And God brought him up. Let his hand be upon you. Seek the Lord's favor. Let him keep you from all the destruction the enemy wants to do in your life and through your life. Can I tell you this? When you start to walk in a place of freedom, you release other people to do the same. But when we're in a place of bondage, we bring other people into bondage. And so in locking it in your heart, you're locking it in other people's hearts and lives. With you looking up, other people are released to look up. Hurt people hurt people. But you know, people who bring healing or people who are healed can bring healing. The, the opposite is also true. And God wants you to be people that, that minister the balm of the Lord to other people. But you need to be in place of wholeness yourself. It's very difficult for you to minister life if you're feeling only death. God wants you to be in a place where you're, you're in a place of life in your own heart. So you can got something to give to the world around you. God has put each one of you in a sphere of influence. But God wants to exalt himself through your life in that place. And you know, sometimes the most heart-wrenching stories that we hear, when God has his hand in those stories, they're the most powerful stories of God's redemption power. Even though all of this happened, even though there was abuse, even though these things were spoken, even though this, even though that happened to me, God has done something powerful through me. And you know what? That releases other people to look up. If God could do it in your life, God could do it in my life. I want to choose to look up. God has something for you today. He's calling you. You know, sometimes I think we, we know when our children, you know, we have children and you know when something's not right. You know when they're not living their best, when something's bothering them. And you know, our Heavenly Father sees you and knows when we're not living our best. When we're, we're, we're keeping something to ourselves. When we're, we're not quite partaking in the fellowship with him as we could. Because we've got something there. You know, he wants to help us. He wants to set us free. I hope this all makes sense. Do you want to stand with me, please? Thank you for listening to this week's podcast at Centre Church. One church, passionately loving God and people, in Burgess Hill and Brighton. 
To get the latest news or for any other information, check out our website at www.centrechurch.uk.